On today's show, do you keep hearing how important networking is, but you really just don't enjoy it? Maybe it gives you anxiety? In this episode, we chat with Morgan, a freelancer from Chicago, and Morgan sees the potential of networking with local clients, but she can't quite figure out how to enjoy it. So Clay and I help her out with a brainstorm for a few fun and exciting ways she can leverage her unique talents to network with local business owners and potential clients. Stick around for this fun brainstorming session. It all starts right now on this episode of Freelance to Founder. Here we go. I'm Preston. And I'm Clay. And this is Freelance to Founder. Clay and I have both been there, barely making ends meet as a freelancer, knowing there has to be more. But since then, we've each built multiple six or seven figure businesses. And now it's your turn. On this show, we're changing the lives of everyday freelancers just like you. Discovering this podcast a few months ago really like changed the trajectory of my journey. I'm not sure I would even be thinking about pushing this forward as much as I am if it weren't for YouTube. This has been really helpful and I, I think a good mindset shift for me. Really, really valuable stuff. I've made a ton of notes and I plan to put this stuff into action immediately. Discovering that I'm a founder instead of a freelancer has been amazing for me. If you're ready to push past hourly rates and build a business that sets you free, then you've got to join us. You can call in yourself by visiting freelance2founder.com. We can't wait to chat with you. We'll be back with today's caller after this. When you wake up in the morning and check your phone, does it feel like this or like this? Because with Shopify, your morning can feel like this way more often. That's the sound of a sale being made on your new Shopify store. And while client payments may require weeks or months of work, you can start generating a semi-passive income to grow your business by setting up a Shopify store all of your own. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your latest designs on shirts or bags or adding something totally different to your business, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. You can sell online, you can sell in person, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. With Shopify, you can set up your store in minutes and start selling immediately. And Shopify's award-winning support is there to help you as you go. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash freelance. That's all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash freelance to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash freelance or click the link in our show description and start waking up to this. Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of Freelance to Founder. Uh, I am Preston Lee with Milo.co and joining me on the air is my friend Clay Mosley from GitDripify. Hey Clay. What's going on? I should say GitDripify.com. Got to give the full plug there for Clay's <laughs> awesome work. Uh, if you're Looking to level up some of your entrepreneurial skills, go ahead and check out what Clay's working on over there. Super cool stuff. Also joining us on the air uh, is our new friend Morgan calling from near Chicago in the U.S. Hey, Morgan. Hey, how are you? Good. Excited to have you. Thanks so much for being here. Um, I also have to. I also have to like 
share how awesome this is with the listeners and that is that clay messaged me like 40 minutes ago and was like i have had hiccups for two days do you still want me to come on the podcast and i was like of course i still want you to come on the podcast we're just gonna mute your hiccups or whatever and then by some miracle 20 minutes ago clay's two day uh two-day stretch of hiccups just just went away so just in case there they you go the free <laughs> go freelance to founder podcast has cured me more than <laughs> more than one way that's right that's right yes the miracle of freelance to founder the podcast and uh and in case they come back you'll know what that what that sound is too right so we're hoping they don't come back for clay because that just is not fun but uh anyway <laughs> enough about clay's hiccups we're gonna dive into morgan's business a little bit today morgan why don't you kick off by telling us uh, a little bit about your business, who you work with, who your clients are, what kind of work you do, all that. Yeah. Hi, everybody. My name is Morgan. I'm a multi-passionate brand and website designer, as well as a photographer. I work with creative entrepreneurs and started positioning my business as a studio since I offer services that work hand in hand. And this last summer, I actually launched my website template shop to create some passive income. Um, I've also never worked corporate, so I've started freelancing based on the knowledge that I've learned since I started hmm. and whether that's been through mentors or other business owners and online advice. So yeah, that's me. Oh, super interesting. So a lot of self-taught stuff. Um, did you like study at university or anything for any of the work you do or, or has it all, is, is that all self-taught as well? Yeah, I went to uh, Columbia College, Chicago. It was kind of a while ago. I couldn't even remember. Um, <laughs> but I went there for graphic design and art history. So I've always known like photography and like visual arts in my background. I've always been a creative person, but graphic design was definitely new to me when I went to school. Hmm. Interesting. Nice. That's such a good, it's a good, it's such a good, a, um, uh, combo, I think, like to have photography skills along with creative graphic skills, um, with web skills, like that is fantastic. Yeah, it, it helps you like take on a whole a whole project instead of just a piece of a project, right? You can you can like design someone's website, help them do a refresh on their brand, uh, add photos to their website that are not like stock photos or whatever. Like it's it's just a cool mix of creative services that you can kind of offer everything all on your own. Yeah. And I definitely wanted to incorporate photography with the websites that I was designing. And I even like, even if somebody is out of reach and location, um, I could offer creative direction for their brand photo shoots and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I'm looking at your portfolio while we talk and it's, it's clear that like your, your photography definitely stands out. Um, in in the work that you do like it's not like sometimes photography is just so boring and sort of an afterthought of a design or a project and it's very obvious that it's been uh, a major part of your projects here in fact let's uh let's plug your uh portfolio your website do you want to let people know where they can find you yeah my website is www.markowski.studio there's no.com at the end. I know that can be confusing. And then I'm also on Instagram. So it's just at Markowski.studio. Awesome. Let's talk a little bit more about your um, your current clients or, or the kinds of clients you really like working with. What, what's kind of your ideal client? 
My ideal client is somebody who is creative and open-minded. So recently I've been working with hairstylists Hmm. who have been breaking out of their salon environment and working for themselves, as well as other artists like photographers, music artists, um, blog DIY brands in Chicago, things like that. Super cool. And how how are you finding these kinds of clients? Like, are you just reaching out to them uh, sort of manually or are they finding you through Instagram or what do you, what do you find is, is one of the most common ways that you're finding these clients? Most recently they've been referred or they've already been connected with me through friends or family and things like that. Um, And it really creates a personal experience, which I love because I can really get to know them on not like a friend basis, but a more personal and open conversation type experience. Mm. Yeah. And are you working with uh, other freelancers right now? Do you have a team? Is it just you? What's the current state of your business in that regard? It's mostly just me, though I've subcontracted a marketing manager last summer when I was launching my website template shop because marketing is not my um, expertise. I don't know much about it. So she really helped me doing that. And then she Mm, also pivoted into brand design and website design as well. And she was offering design assistance. So when I was on a design retainer with a product-based business, she helped me a lot do some back-end stuff for my business, like business cards and business cards for clients and things like that. Oh, cool. Very cool. So you have worked with some sub subcontractors like that and and um, you have a little bit of experience doing that. Let's let's talk through then, you know, listeners of the show know very well that every time we have a guest on like Morgan that they fill out a you fill out a questionnaire. And on that questionnaire among many other things, we ask you where are you currently on this freelancer to founder scale? Uh, and and zero being freelance 10 being founder, I think it's actually one, sorry, one being freelance, 10 being founder. You put Morgan on the scale that you're currently at a three. Um, And so closer to the freelance side, but that you'd like to be more like a six, maybe just like sort of starting to tip over into being a a founder or running a company, maybe maybe with team members or bigger clients or that sort of thing. Maybe could you paint a picture for us of what a six looks like in your mind? What's, what's a, like 12 months from now, what's a perfect picture for your business? I think um, it would mostly be my systems will be placed and I know the ins and outs of my business, like what works for me and what doesn't. And I'm mostly just working on client projects with maybe some, um, some sorry, <laughs> subcontractors involved. And also a plus would be to have consistent passive income. Hmm. Yeah. I meant to ask, what percentage of your income currently comes from from that passive stuff that you launched last year? I've only sold two templates so far. So I think, you know, that's that's a small win, but yeah. I would definitely like to push it a lot more. Yeah. How long have you been trying to sell the the templates? Just curious. Um, I believe September was when I launched it because that was when I hit a year in my business. So I wanted to do like a fun launch. Cool. No, that's amazing oh, that you sold cool, two. Yeah. yeah, totally. 
Like, <laughs> I, I would re- re- rephrase that and instead of saying, oh, I have only sold two. Be like, I sold two. Yeah, like, really. That's amazing because that means you validated it. So like, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I, I actually sold a third one, but it was more in an upscale project. So she picked out a template and I rebranded it for her as well. Oh, that's I love perfect. that. That's a cool idea too. Like uh, that helps you save on overhead and start like, like startup costs on each project helps you have like a right, foundational and, starting point. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it can bring in more projects with less time involved Yeah, or I can subcontract people to rebrand those templates. Mm, Cause they're like familiar with the templates after a while and that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, very cool. I like that. Cool. So, so you mentioned I was taking notes while you said, you know, here's what I want my business to look like in in twelve months, and you you sort of passed over something. Uh, you said I want my systems to be in place. Can you tell us what that might look like? We get people coming on the show all the time, and here's what they say. I know you guys preach the importance of hiring, but where do I even start in order to hire the right person? Well, here's your answer. Start with LinkedIn Jobs. I've used LinkedIn to hire members of my team, and here's why you should too. First of all, it's super fast. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Imagine this time tomorrow, you could be interviewing your next team member. Plus, LinkedIn isn't just a job board, it helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Over 70% of active LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not hiring on LinkedIn, you're really missing out. My favorite part, posting a job on LinkedIn is completely free. Like I said, I've done it myself and it took like 10 minutes. It didn't cost me a thing. And suddenly I had tons of qualified applicants to pick from. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, I think I'm always kind of going into my CRM, which I use Dubsado. And I have contracts, questionnaires, and things like that. I just am always updating them or editing them as I work with people. And I would just like a more automated workflow and know each step that I'm taking with each project that I have. I see. So like a a system that maybe automates a little more of your project management, a little more of your client communication or contracts or things like that. Right. So, so when we say systems, you know, are you, are you talking, you're not talking necessarily about like client acquisition systems. You're talking more about like once the client's in the door, you'd really love to have a very automated, clear process for onboarding, working on a project, completing a project, billing, getting paid, all of that kind of process. Yeah, totally. Okay. Well, great. I think we'll have a lot to add to the conversation today on on that subject, I guess. Let's let's start off, Morgan. What do you feel like is maybe the biggest hurdle that you're facing then? Where where do you think we could help you the most? If we could do one thing to help you, what would it be? I think currently I just don't have consistent leads. It kind of feels like I'm waiting for them to come to me. And I was thinking maybe I'm not marketing myself strategically. So this year I wanted to focus on connecting and networking with online and local businesses who could potentially be clients. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that is a very common, uh, uh, what, what, I don't want to say frustration, but common uh, answer, I guess you could say for that question for all, a lot of guests that we have. 
is uh, more consistent leads. I, I, Preston, if you don't mind, I kind of, kind of go for it. Uh, go for it here. Um, I just want to say, I'm, I'm super happy that you said local because I think not a lot of people uh, try to go after the local business because the, the whole idea of like, getting business online at home in your pajamas over zoom, you know, like on the <laughs> beach, you know what I mean? Like this whole picture perfect thing of like, Oh yeah, I'm on the beach and like got a whole bunch of leads coming in. Like, I think that is very, uh, people glamify that <laughs> too much. And I, I honestly think there's more money in local depending on where you are like if there's some people here that live out in the middle of nowhere like okay that's one thing um i don't know you you'd, you'd still be surprised like even out even in small towns right if you can be famous in a five mile that's radius true. of or, or the only you're like the go-to person in a five mile radius of a even a small town you know you can make some yeah that's money. true that's true yeah you could be the person yeah um my point here is is that uh, I I think from this is from my personal experience is that local clients it's a lot easier to get them to pay more money because they want to do business with people locally and so I I would start there I would put focus there mm. especially when I know like I know we're in like this COVID era of like nobody wants to get out or or the opposite people want to get out. Um, but I think whoever can break through that barrier and put whatever measures in place that you feel like you need to do, but whoever can break that barrier of like doing business with people locally, not over Zoom and do it over a coffee or something, I think those people are going to come out on top if you can figure that out right now. Because pe- I think people are itching to, mm-hmm. to And people are like over Zoom. <laughs> like Zoom fatigue yeah. is real. And it's like, I don't want to do one more thing over Zoom. If someone invites me to get a drink or something, I'm like all over that because I'd, I'd much rather do yeah. that than hop on a, even on a, on a phone call or something, right? If someone invites me to go get a coffee or something, like it's just such a better experience to sit down mm-hmm. somewhere and chat face-to-face with someone. Of course, obviously being careful and, and you know, all the all the disclaimers, like <laughs> depending on when you hear this and, and what the yeah. regulations are and whatever. But like, yeah, I... I agree. I also, can I add, Clay, we've talked a ton in the past on the podcast about um, the power of local clients, but we have one specific episode that I I was thinking of and I looked up here and it's called Unleashing the Power of Local Clients. And it was a call that we had with Keegan in Louisiana and um, he was building a web design business. Yeah. Yeah, and, And we talked all about how to attract local clients like the whole episode is just like some of our best ideas on local clients so i will make sure to send that to you morgan and obviously for the listeners we'll put it in the show notes as well um but it's a it's a quick listen on just a bunch of good ideas for getting local clients too but morgan i'm I'm curious like have you done anything to try to build local relationships do any sort of networking locally like what has already happened and where do you feel like we could help support you So recently I printed out some thank you cards and holiday cards and business cards because I felt like because of the online business revolution, nobody was doing that anymore. And so I wanted to kind of get a step ahead. And so during the holidays, I sent some holiday cards to local businesses 
Um, and then I also just wanted to go into the coffee shop down the street and grab a coffee, maybe talk to the manager and just introduce myself or go get my hair done at the local hairstylist or something like that and just talk about their goals and aspirations and what's going on at the salon and see if there's any way that I can sell my services but not be super salesy. So those are some things that yeah, I've been doing. I love that. But I haven't been to any networking events yet. Honestly, like, I mean, you know, there's there's definitely power in networking events if you can do them right and if they're your style. But for some people, like, I, I think, I, I kind of wish I was an app developer because I swear every time I go get my hair cut, if it's someone that hasn't already asked me the basic, like, what do you do kinds of questions, it's always like, I always tell them what I do, which is sometimes hard. And then they're like, so like, do you know how to develop a web app? Because I want I want to hire someone to develop an app for me. And I'm like, I wish I did because everybody for some reason asks me that question. It'd be cool if you could find, yeah, like, <laughs> like a place where, you know, you could go as a customer or a number of places where you could go as a customer and start building your network that way. That's so much more natural, right, than than like a networking event where you dress up and you go stiffly shake hands with people and it's like kind of awkward. Yeah, that's definitely why I haven't joined the corporate field because it just doesn't, it's not my vibe. You should get a t-shirt made. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard the story? Have you, have you heard a- Clay's story about that? Was that the one where you wrote like web designer or something on your t-shirt yeah yeah and, and i can't yeah. take credit for the idea it was from another article on Milo that i took the idea from and i ran with it and and i i went all in on it and it was because of the fact that i hate networking i still do to this day yeah. i hate networking it's just like it's small it's because i hate small talk and mm-hmm. i'm just a very direct to get to the point person and so like I hated repeating myself over and over again. I'm I'm a web designer. I'm a web designer. Like so I was just like, okay, let me just get a t-shirt made so that that way people know what I do without even me having to say a word. And so I, it kind of it worked really really well. Um and so that that was my whole shtick with with networking. Like networking was great. I made like it was very successful, but I hate I hated it. Mhm. It'd be cool, Morgan, if you could find like your own twist on that, right? Like um, it could be a t-shirt, it could be something else where it's like, yeah, everywhere you go, you go to the grocery store, you know, you, you already already break through the ice of like, I'm a, I'm a branding expert or I'm a designer or I'm a photographer. And somehow you just like automatically break through there and just make people aware. And like Clay's team started wearing these shirts all over and like they kind of became like locally famous as just like the black shirt, white text guys. And and um, and everyone kind of just like knew that was his company and his brand. Yeah. Uh, we didn't even have our logo on it. It was just literally a black shirt with white letters that just said web designer. That's it. Yeah, but it became our brand. Yeah. <laughs> But I, but I love the idea of you like finding places that you already um, already shop or already go or already have, you know, get services. That's like a great way. I actually think that's a great little hack for anyone who like doesn't have a local network, right? You just you just go as a customer and and start making friends with like I do this. Like I like I go to a lot of businesses that are locally owned because I just really appreciate that. Um, and so like I'll strike up a conversation with the owner and just talk about business because I like to talk about business and marketing and whatever. And 
And so I've made like a lot of local business owner friends, um, or at least maybe not friends, but at least like professional acquaintances where if I had a service to pitch them, I could totally pitch them. That's a, that could be a cool way to maybe get your foot in the door. Yeah, I really like that idea, especially local businesses. I think I had a lot more connections in Chicago when I actually lived in the city, but now being kind of in the suburbs and having like little towns every 10, 15 minutes Mm. from my house, um, it's a little bit more difficult, but I think if I just did that on the weekends or my mor- during my morning routine or something or route, like I could totally just go in and spark up conversation. Mm. Yeah, that's good. And that, that'll get you, and I don't know how comfortable you are with networking and just having conversations like that. I think that'll get you more comfortable um, and just getting more confident in that. Um I, I, there's, there's one thing I think you could do, and I think you have a very advantageous, um, skill set that most web designers and developers have, don't have. Um, and that's the fact that you have photography skills. So here's what I would encourage you to do. And you can get so many leads with this. And I, I promise you, if you do this and you do it right, you're going to get business from it. But everybody, every business person needs a headshot, right? A very simple headshot. I think if you created an event that was like a pop-up headshot event where you set up a like, you know, a backdrop or or whatnot in one location, maybe it's a studio that you have, or if you can rent out a space or something like that, but it's one location. And you say, hey, uh, anybody who wants a headshot, it's like 50 bucks or 25 bucks, like super inexpensive. And the reason you can do it so inexpensive is because you're doing all of this in one location and people are coming to you in in like what a, like a good uh, in like one session. Right. Just one after another. Um, you could even I've seen people do this for free just to get leads. And once you do these headshots you know, you deliver the headshots and you go, oh, hey, by the way, I was just going to let you know, I also do websites. And so that could be a really good way of drumming up a lot of leads and just getting a lot of emails um, in a really fun way that's within your skill set. And you could do it in such a big batch instead of like transactionally just walking into Mm -hmm. different places and having one-on-one conversations. Like that right there is so time consuming. But if you do the headshots, you're not only are you providing value to them, but they, they already trust you once, once they get the headshot. So it's a lot easier for them to say yes to a website. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You could even like, I'm thinking like the small towns that I've lived in or, or, or stayed at for a while. Like you could even go like down the, the, the equivalent of main street, right? Hometown main street. It's like you, you walk down main street, maybe, maybe one weekend you walk down main street and you, um, go into as many shops as you can and you say, I'm, I'm doing free headshots or cheap headshots or whatever for, or even like I'll do product shots. Like I'll, I'll take five pictures of anything you want me to take a picture of, right? Like you could, you could totally just spin this however you want, um, to really build your brand, but you could say, I'm offering this service. I'll be back next Saturday or I'll be back whenever. 
and I'll just stop by. And if you want it, we'll take care of it real quick. Done. And then you come back. First, you show that you're reliable, that you do what you say you're going to do, right? So that's an automatic like brand boost. You come in, you take care of the pictures, you walk to the next shop, you do the same. And so instead of like having a booth, you could even just like walk up and down the street on on sort of these smaller, obviously like this isn't going to work downtown Chicago probably, but um, some of these smaller towns, like you could really walk into a lot of like owner owner run and and uh, whatever, like these smaller locally owned shops. And then you could you could do this same idea. And then and then yeah, it's it's a perfect foot in the door to then say like, hey, I live here, you know, nearby too. I live ten minutes north of here or whatever. And and uh, I love designing websites for local companies, locally owned companies. You could even like, obviously, you take the headshot. You need to get it to them somehow, right? So you collect their email address. Boom, you automatically have an email and some info to put into your CRM. I think it could be a really cool way to start generating some leads, whether you set up a booth or whether you go knocking door to door, like whatever your style is, I think either way you're, you're starting to build some local leads. Yeah. I love these ideas. I feel like I just have a spark of just like multiple ideas that I can implement (laughs) into marketing myself. Well, good. What what else? Uh, maybe maybe we've had a couple of good ideas there. What else can we help you with? I mean, what what other hurdles do you feel like you're facing as you try to uh, grow your business over the next year? Um, I think another thing that is kind of hard for me, and maybe it's just a me thing, but it's scheduling out specific tasks throughout the week, like. How much time should I be lead tracking? How much time should I be marketing myself? And just things like that. I think that's kind of hard for me to wrap my mind around is to see like what's the most important thing that I should be focusing on Mm. or should I try to balance it out throughout the week? I think we've done an episode on this, haven't we? Uh, About the never ending sales loop or what what did you call it, Preston? Oh man, I don't remember. the 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 uh the what do you call it the feast famine cycle mm, that's what yeah and knowing like when when to sell and when to work and finding that balance that yeah 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 because I think and Morgan I don't know if this is what you're talking about I think it plays into it especially as a solo um, entrepreneur or freelancer is that you do you do a lot of sales and marketing activity and then you get a client and then you then you switch gears and then you start working on that project. But the problem is, is that your sales and marketing activity kind of goes away while you're working on project work. And then you finish the project. And then now you're trying to drum up business because, because you're, you stop sales and marketing activity. So it's kind of like this up, down, up, down, it's never ending. Is that, does that sound familiar to you at all? exactly what i'm talking about yeah yeah it's it's a very common thing um among freelancers and i i think when it comes to like time management i think this is something that you're just gonna have to figure out um what it is that that uh, well kind of kind of my rule of thumb is what do the things that produce the most revenue Mm -hmm. so like if Project work obviously produces revenue, right? You have to do that. Sales and marketing activity produces revenue. Um, but what are the things that don't? Like, do you do like administrative work? Do you like push papers from one side of the desk to the other that that took you all day that didn't really do anything? Like, 
those kinds of tasks, like just like data entry or like just the really small, minimal tasks, maybe you can outsource that to a virtual assistant yeah. of some sort. I I always say like $15 an hour task should be should be outsourced. And so maybe that's like a good rule of thumb. But as far as like your process of time management, I mean, there's so many different things that so many different ways you can do that. Like I like time blocking on my calendar. And so I think that's just something you got to kind of figure out on your own. It's like what kind of method works best for me to be the most productive. Yeah, and I'll add something to that too. Um, I was recently, I recently started listening to the audiobook of a, of um, Dave Ramsey's book called Entree Leader. And normally, I'm not a huge fan of Dave Ramsey. I disagree with him a lot in in a lot of places. But uh, he he wrote this book called Entree Leader, which is like entrepreneur and leader put together. And he reminded me of um, this thing called the Eisenhower Matrix, which maybe you've heard of. And it's like there's four quadrants. There's urgent and important, not urgent and important, urgent and not important, and not urgent and not important, right? And it helps you identify the most urgent and important work uh, that you need to do in your business. And so like there's lots of urgent stuff that's just not that important and that's stuff you can delegate or hire for, like Clay's talking about. There's stuff that's not important and it's also not urgent and you can just totally cut that stuff out of your business and then that'll free up time for the urgent and important stuff. And and when we say urgent, like I think it, I think that can be taken a lot of different ways. I love the context Clay has laid out, which is like urgent can also mean revenue generating because as a business, that is the most urgent thing you're working on, especially as a new business, fairly new business. Like it's urgent that you you stabilize your income um, so that your business can continue for for many years to come. So I think it could, that could be an interesting exercise to like draw out. I, I'll share a link in, in the show notes, but also you can Google Morgan the Eisenhower Matrix and see what I'm talking about. But you could draw out like four boxes and, and start to say like, okay, what activities am I doing that are really just not that important and they're taking up a bunch of my time during the day? Maybe maybe I need to hire for those or maybe I need to get rid of those entirely. Um, and one example would be like for my business, I noticed that a lot of social media activity didn't really move the needle on our revenue. And so while I'm a marketer and I believe in social media as a marketing tool and I've seen the value of it in other projects I've done in, in my particular business right now, uh, social media wasn't moving the needle enough for the amount of time I was putting into it. And so I just cut that out for the most part. We automated most of it and then some of my team handles other little parts of it, but we don't. I don't spend like hours and hours every day posting on social media and trying to get followers and all that sort of thing because it just doesn't move the needle in my revenue. So there's probably things like that in your business that you could eliminate and free up more time to, to find more clients, to treat your clients better, to train yourself to get higher ticket clients, things like that. I don't know. What's, what's resonating here, Morgan? Are we headed in the right direction? Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And I think I've heard of that um, that exercise that you mentioned. The, you said it was the Eisenhower yeah, the Eisenhower matrix. matrix. Yep. Matrix. Okay. Yeah, I think I've heard about that. And I think I definitely should sit down and reevaluate kind of what's working, what's not. And just based off of my past experience working with clients, I think networking and connecting with other entrepreneurs and businesses is the way to go. Hmm. Photography. I would utilize the photography <laughs> big time. I wish I had that skill set. I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, good. I think I think this has been uh, helpful. Hopefully, it's been helpful for you, Morgan. Where I, we have a little bit of time, more are there more questions, more hurdles we could help you face, overcome? I should say. Um, I think the only other question that came up while we were chatting is that: uh, Do you think that I'm offering too much, or do you think it there's a way to combine all of my services into one package? I think you could do packages. Um, I So I like the idea of packages because it's almost like picking off of like choosing off a menu. Um, like you could have a, a website plus photography package or, uh, you know, that, that could just be an example. However, I, I would I wouldn't go just be careful about this because this is this is sales. Uh, what I'm about to talk about. Um, whenever you're having a conversation with somebody and they're they're interested in your services, don't go into it thinking you're going to sell a certain package. Um, because like what you need to do is just ask questions first and see where they currently are, see what they what they actually need. And then, and then make a recommendation for a certain package because you might get into a convert, you might go into a meeting and you might be thinking, oh, this person wants a website. But once you have that conversation with that person, oh, it turns out that they're actually happy with their website, but they hate the photography. So maybe you just sell them a photography package and that's it. And because of that, you might get the website later. But if you try to sell them on a website plus photography package combined, when they're actually happy with their website, you're going to lose them. You're going to lose the sale. And so like there is a such thing as overselling. Yeah. So I don't think you can, I, I don't think, I don't think you're offering too much. Just make sure that you're offering the right thing, depending on how the conversation goes with that person. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, my advice was similar. It's like it's okay to have lots of different options, but um, yeah, don't don't go in with like the all inclusive package to every every pitch. Just because you have it doesn't mean you have to sell it in the first opportunity, right? In fact, if it were me, I would say like, what's the easiest thing to close, um, and then I would figure out how to upsell to my other stuff. So like. If you find that it's really easy to convince people to uh, get a photo session or something, right, then I would I would sell as many of those as I could. And then I would also get really, I would optimize my process for upselling from a photo session to a rebrand or a web website design or like whatever, yeah. whatever your different packages are. Um, I would first get them in the door and captured as a customer. And then I would upsell them from there because Clay's right. If you try to do it all in the beginning, they'll just walk away, right? So like um, you probably know. I mean, I'll ask you, Morgan, do you know, Do you know, like of, of all your services, what do you find is the easiest for you to sell? Like you don't have to, you know, really convince people. People say yes more often. Uh, they seem more excited to work with you on certain kinds of things. Like what would that project be? It does seem more like photography or my designer in a day package. Oh, interesting. Okay. Tell us about that. Um, basically I've, I've been asked to do different graphic design projects. And so 
instead of it being dragged out through a couple weeks, uh, I've put them all into one day. So they can choose like four to six projects depending on the, in like the, how big it is and things like that. Mm. So that's been really nice to just kind of save time, but also work on multiple projects in one day for someone. Oh, that's really cool. I really, really like that. So I, yeah, I think some of those just simpler packages, a photo shoot or a a day of design, or, you know, instead of like trying to sell them like a a $25,000 branding package or something, which don't get me wrong, upsell them that later, but but get them in the door with something maybe a little more inexpensive, a little less time consuming for you, and very simple to understand. Then you don't have to worry about like these giant proposals, which everyone who listens to the show knows that we hate proposals. Um, you don't have to worry about like drafting up these giant complicated contracts or proposals. You can just book them, get them as a customer, build your trust, and then like Clay said, then later you hit them with another service that you offer potentially. Yeah, I love that idea. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Well, this has been a lot of fun for me. Clay, anything you want to add before we uh, before we wrap this up? Uh, no, I think it was a good episode. Um, I, I just, I, I just want to. I've said it more than once. I want to reiterate the fact that you have photography skills. <laughs> so I'm just telling you because this. I, the reason I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this up for outside of the the reasons I've already mentioned is because. When I had my agency, um, the one I had before that I sold, uh, and when I hired people, I when I hired my entire web team, one of the things that I always looked for that that uh, worked out really really well was that not only could do they could they do website design, but they had a secondary skill to go with it, whether that be they're a badass graphic designer or a photographer or a videographer or something like that. And so like photography is just, it just goes hand in hand. Photography, good photography can make uh, a website. Bad photography can break a website. And so that to me is crucial, crucial uh, skill to have when, when uh, building a website. So that, like don't underestimate that skill set at all. And I would take full advantage of it if I were you. Awesome. I definitely will. All right. Well, Morgan, thank you so much. Why don't you remind listeners one more time where they can find your business in case there's anyone who wants to collaborate with you or um, see the kind of work that you're doing. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Um, You can check out my work and services at my website, which is www.markowski.studio.no.com and on Instagram at markowski.studio. Awesome. And if you want to join us on the show like Morgan has today, we'd love to chat with you about your business. You can visit freelance2founder.com and scroll to the bottom of the page. There'll be um, some very simple instructions to uh, book a time and fill out a small questionnaire and then we'd love to chat with you on the air. Uh, It's a lot of fun for us and hopefully helpful for our listeners. We've heard great feedback from a lot of people who have been on the show. So please join us. Uh, If you've been lurking, now's the time. It's it's still, by the time this episode airs, it'll still be fairly new year time. So if you want to make some progress in your business this year, visit freelance2founder.com. Okay, I'm Preston Lee with Milo.co and also joining me, Clay Mosley from getdripify.com. Thanks, Clay, for your time today.
and we'll yeah for sure i just go yeah i just want to make sure like i, I want to add on to uh, those people that want to come on action takers always do the best that's right i'm just telling you the ones that take action they they do it and so like they're successful so fill out the form come on the show let us help you yeah we want to help and it's so fun to hear back from guests who have come on and like six months later they email us and they're like hey i tried some of the stuff you told us told me and it worked and and it uh you know my business has grown by this much or i've seen you know these other measures of success like it's super super fun so morgan we'd love to chat with you again in another six or 12 months and see how your business is coming along but until then we will uh we'll talk to you soon and we wish you the best of luck thank you guys so much okay we'll see ya thanks a lot Thanks for listening to this episode of Freelance to Founder, a collaboration between Milo, Dripify, and the Podglomerate. You can find links to my business, Milo, Clay's business, Dripify, and of course, our podcasting partner, the Podglomerate, all in the description of this episode. Remember to call in for your own episode at FreelanceToFounder.com. A very special thank you to the members of the Milo and Podglomerate teams who work behind the scenes to make this production possible. To stream past episodes, visit FreelanceToFounder.com or search freelance to founder wherever you get your podcasts and that's it for now until next time see ya we will see you guys on the next episode of freelance to founder